in a game that seemed like the Pistons' best opportunity in nearly two months to break their losing streak against a Memphis Grizzlies team dealing with a ton of injuries. The Pistons fumble away yet another opportunity to break their losing streak and now have lost 18 straight games. I, I don't know. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. <sighs> Guys, uh, I'm recording this right after the Grizzlies lost. They lost this game by 14. They were without, obviously, John Morant. They were without Luke Kennard. They were without multiple other players on their team. And the Pistons had a lead. They had an eight-point lead midway through the third quarter. They should have won this game. This was a game that you have to win. You absolutely have to win this game. And they still lost. They found a way to lose. And it wasn't a close loss. They ended up losing by 14. The Pistons were up by eight at one point in the third quarter. Grizzlies called a timeout. And Desmond Bain himself went on an 8-0 run that caused the Pistons to call a timeout. And Desmond Bain ended the game with 49 points dropped on the Detroit Pistons. There's so many different ways we can, like, I want to start off just, I guess, analyzing the game itself. Because big picture stuff, I will talk about later. And we've talked enough big picture stuff. I, I don't know how many times. I, there's only so much stuff I can say big picture wise that like I, I can only say it so many times. But let's just stay with the game. Why did the Pistons lose this game? Well, for multiple reasons. One turnovers killed them again. They had 16 turnovers in this game. Kate had five turnovers. I believe four of them came in the second half. Uh, I believe he had three in the third quarter during the stretch when Desmond Bain went crazy. They were killer turnovers. Can't have them. Just, just can't have them. They had seven or sixteen on the night. They just, they can't. They have to stop turning the ball over and shooting themselves in the foot. They have absolutely got to. It's killing them. It's absolutely killing them. They're giving other teams more possessions to destroy them. They just have to stop. That's first. Second, the rotation tonight was certainly questionable. Jane Ivey didn't play at all in the first quarter for the Detroit Pistons. Didn't play at all. They played an 11-man rotation. Remember, last podcast, I talked about how the Pistons probably should trim their rotation down to nine players because there's no need to try force minutes for non-NBA players on a team that's lost 18 straight. 
despite that, the Pistons played 11 guys tonight. In the first quarter, Jay and Ivy did not play at all. He played the entirety of the second quarter to make up for it, but he did not play at all in the first quarter. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's a wonky rotation. There's no reason why Alec Burks and Marcus Sasser should be coming into the game before Jane Ivey. There's no reason that Alec Burks and Marcus Sasser should even be seeing the floor right now. The Pistons' three guards ended up with an inefficient night. Cade 6 of 14, Killian 5 of 13 after coming back in and shooting like three shots at the end. I, I didn't even know how he got to 5 and 3. He was 5 and 10. 5 of 10 with like two minutes left, and he checks in. All of a sudden, I look at the box where he's 5 of 13. I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know where these shots happened, but whatever. He ended the game 5 of 13, and Ivy ended the game 4 of 8 in 24 minutes of play. Killian played 27. Cade played 34. There's no... But in, in the first half, those guys were extremely efficient. Uh, Cade was 4 of 5. Killian was 4 of 6. Ivy was 4 of 5. They both, All three had 9 points. They were playing extremely well. Those three guards should be the only guards playing for the Detroit Pistons moving forward. Sasser should not play any more minutes, and neither should Alec Burks. Alec Burks played 17 minutes in this game. He went 1 of 6, 1 of 5 from deep. He continues to play awful. Sasser was 0 of 2 in this game. That's 22 minutes between those two that could have been divvied up up between Cade, Killian, and Ivy. All three of those guys should probably play 30-plus minutes. All three of them. There's no need to be continuing to play Burks and Sasser. Just no need. So that's the other thing. Also, the Pistons just couldn't hit enough threes. Outside of Boyan Bogdanovich, who was 4 of 8, Stu was 1 of 3. Cato was 1 of 5. Killian was 1 of 3. Livers, 1 of 4. Asar took four threes in this game, which is just not a recipe for success. The Pistons keep putting him one pass away when they run these pick and rolls. I've talked about this numerous times on the podcast. Go listen to J.J. Reddick talk about it, about the Suns. He talks about it a lot on his podcast. The Suns do a great job at putting guys in the right position to play off of their main guys, making sure they're in the right spots in the right positions at the right moments. The Pistons having Asar Thompson one pass away in the pick and roll, not only clamps up the pick and roll for whoever's running it to the strong side, but it forces you to kick out to Asar, and it forces Asar to be taking threes when he should never be taking four threes. The Pistons need to stop. They can't keep putting him one pass away. If Asar's going to be on the floor, I'd put him in the weak side corner and have him cut down. Anytime his defender wants to help, just have him backdoor and throw a oop, or just have him attack the space. But having him one pass away just is not going to work, and is setting up everybody for disaster. That can't keep happening. Ivy was one of three, and like I said, Burks was one of five. So they shot terribly from three. That killed them. That absolutely killed them. And then the final thing that murdered them in this game tonight, just lack of care. You are on a 17-game losing streak. And I'm not saying that they don't care about these. They want to win. You can see it. They want to win. They don't want, obviously, they don't want to keep losing. But some of the turnovers, so I'm talking about the turnovers themselves, not their actual mentality. Do I think the Pistons players don't care about losing? No, that's not what I'm saying. They want to win, and they're trying their best, I feel like. They really are, okay? A lot of them are just trying their best. But some of the turnovers are just lackadaisical and careless turnovers that kill you, that just kill you. It has to stop. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, obviously, Devin Bain dropping 49 points and catching fire. 
kills you. I mean, this is probably like the fourth star that's done this. And I'm going to continue to come on the podcast every time it happens. Why are you not doubling and trapping these guys? I don't know. The Pistons, I watch other teams, and when guys get going like this, like I just watched the Suns play against the Lakers the other night, and every ball, every ball screen with Durant and Booker, the Lakers were trapping them, getting the ball out their hands. Once KD started getting going, they were trapping each ball screen and forcing KD to get the ball out their hands. The Pistons just continue to let stars roll over them. They, they, they tra- play drop coverage. If a guy's playing drop co- or destroying them in drop coverage, guess what they do? They stay in drop coverage. Like, they, they don't change anything. They don't try to trap guys. They don't start doubling guys to force other players to beat them. Like, if once Desmond Bain started getting off like he was... I immediately I am trapping every ball screen. I am forcing Jalen or Jaron Jackson Jr. to kill us in the short roll. Maybe he does. Maybe Jaron Jackson kills us in the short roll. Maybe he kills you scoring in the basket. Maybe he makes the right kick out every time. But that's a chance you have to take when you have a guy scoring fifty on you and can't make anything. This isn't the first time this happened. This has happened with Desmond Bain. This has happened with Damian Lillard. This has happened with multiple stars. The Pistons keep going against guys catch fire, and they don't change up their coverage on them and allow them to just keep seeing the same look over and over. That's 18 in a row. And the Pistons needed this one against a Memphis team that is really bad, had five wins coming in tonight, along, along with the injuries that they had coming into this game. This was the one to break the losing streak. Now, they have to play the Magic, the Pacers, the Sixers twice, the Bucks, the Hawks, the Jazz, the Nets twice, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Rockets, the Jazz again, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Kings, the Spurs. Like, when's their next chance? The Spurs, January 10th? You've well broken the streak by then. The record for the streak? You've broken it by then. This was their chance. And they blew it. Now, maybe they end up winning a game they shouldn't win. Maybe a team shows up and doesn't show up and, and, and you know, respect the Pistons, end up fumbling one away. Maybe that's their best chance. But looking at this based on what we've seen the last 18 games, when's the next one coming? It might literally be January 10th against the Spurs. And that's one that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 games away. That's 34 games. This was their chance. They fumbled it away. They fumbled it away. This was their chance, and they didn't take advantage of it. And now, they whatever comes to them, they deserve it. I, I just like those other games they blew earlier in the year against the Trailblazers, against those other teams that we talked about multiple times. You blow these type of games, you deserve what's coming for you. You deserve it. So, it is what it is, man. When we come back, Jalen Duran, sadly, to top it off, man, just to top it off, Jalen Duran went down with what looks like a, a pretty serious injury at the end of this game. And we'll talk about that and what that means for the Pistons moving forward when we come back. I, the Pistons just can't catch a break, man. We'll talk about it when we come back, but first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, and you guys know, if you live in Michigan, it's absolutely freezing out here. The NFL offers, however, stay extremely hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, 
and more. And for someone who was new to betting a few years ago when it became legal in Michigan, I was looking for the right apps to use, which one would be best for me. And FanDuel was the most self-explanatory, easy, fun app out there. And I've used it ever since. I recommend this to anybody trying to get into it. FanDuel is absolutely spectacular. They have every sport you can think of. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season and start off with the NBA season as well and other sports. But that's with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Look, I, I want to take time to say this. I, I mean this truly. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not trolling. Like I mean this very seriously. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. How you guys have, despite what's going on with the Pistons, and maybe I'm doing. I must be doing something right. You guys enjoy listening to me talk about the Pistons. We have fun together. I, I appreciate you guys because despite the fact that Pistons have lost 18 straight games, despite the fact that they've been clearly the worst team in the NBA. You guys have shown up for the podcast in ways that I haven't had in previous years. We're doing great numbers this year. We're, we're growing our community more than I ever could have thought at the start of this season, especially with how it's going. So seriously, I love you guys and appreciate you for supporting me and, and Ryan with me. And I, I'm, I'm thankful that I get so many messages, comments, DMs all the time about how I bring some joy and bring some happiness to the Pistons community and fan base during this t- tough time that I bring some kind of relief and I bring some kind of, you know, entertainment value. So I appreciate you guys a ton. And I'm extremely proud and happy of the community we've been creating together here. So I appreciate you guys a, a ton for real. Um, let's get back to the game. Jalen Duran at the end of this game went down with an injury that look, I'm not a doctor. I'm definitely not going to come on here and speculate. I'm not going to come on here and try to diagnose him. All I can say is what, what we saw. It looked like he twisted his ankle pretty bad again. It looked pretty bad on camera, watching it, watching it play out. It looked pretty bad. And while he was on the ground, he punched the floor numerous times in pain. You could see it on his face how, how much pain he was in. He had to be helped off the floor by two people and helped into the locker room. Jalen Duran should not play again until he is 110% healthy. This is now the third ankle injury. I don't know if it's the same ankle, but this is now the third ankle injury he has had this year. And this one looked more painful than any other one. He looked like he was in an ex- extreme amount of pain. And he wasn't just holding his ankle. He was holding like higher up onto his... It was. It look, he twisted his ankle, but it looked like it was a high ankle sprain where he was grabbing at. He was grabbing higher up. Um, and those high ankle sprains, if that's, you know, those are tough. Sometimes those take longer to heal than... Anyways, he does not need to play again until he is 110%. I don't care if that's a month, two months, three months, four months. Heck, if he doesn't end up, I mean, I remember, you know, with certain ankle injuries I've witnessed in Pistons uh, since I've watched the Pistons like 10, like going back 13 years. I remember Rip had one when I was a real young kid that kept him out multiple months. I know Reddy Jackson had one that kept him out like three months. So I don't care if it keeps him out three months. If this is that, if if it's as bad as it looked on TV, if it keeps him out that long, I don't care. Like this season is lost. This season is lost. It's over with. Make sure he's healthy. 
and stop. I'm not going to say that they brought him back when he was still hurt. But he has not hurt his ankle three times this year. He should not touch this floor again until he is absolutely 110% healthy. If he comes back again and hurts his ankle for a fourth time, we're only two months into the what a month and a half into the season. He's hurt it three times. If he comes back and hurts it a fourth time because he decides to come back and play on it when he shouldn't, I'm gonna be I, I, like I'm gonna come on here. I'm gonna be pretty mad and pretty loud. Like I, he should not touch this floor again. I, keep him out for as long as whether it's one month, two months, three months, four months. I don't care. This season is lost. He is way too important to your future for you to continue to for him to continue to have these ankle problems and hurt him even further down the line. It's not worth it. This season is lost. It's done. It's over with. There is no coming back from this. This is over. With that said, well, I'll make it clear. I am praying and hoping that his injury is not severe and it doesn't it's not as bad as it looked. And that he is going to be all right. And he will be able to play at some point this year again. Soon, hopefully. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it wasn't that serious of an injury. Like, who knows? Whatever. I'm praying that it isn't, okay? With that said, we are not, I, I am not allowing this to be yet another excuse for this front office and organization to try to throw at the community as a reason why this team has lost 18 straight games. I will not tolerate that. We heard Boyan comes back, things will change. Boyan hasn't changed anything. They told us to wait for Monte. Monte may not shoot up at all in the Pistons uniform, and he isn't changing anything. His little turnover, since the turnover ratio, whatever. He's not changing anything. Monte's not changing anything. Livers came back, hasn't changed anything. Okay? This roster is just not well put together. It's not good. If the, if Again, like I told you guys like a few episodes ago, it's either two things. Either this front office failed miserably at putting a competent roster out here to try to actually win games. So either they failed or they lied that they were trying to put a competent roster together this year to win games. And they did this on purpose to tank another year. So it's only those two options. Either one is not good. Either you lied or you have failed miserably. Either way, no one walking through that door that's on this roster currently is changing anything with the Pistons. We have seen Boyan play extremely well through two games for the Pistons. He has not changed nothing. They just lost 14 by 14 with Boyan playing extremely well to the Memphis Grizzlies who had five wins and multiple injuries to key rotation players. Boyan's not changing anything. Isaiah Livers isn't changing anything. Monte Morris isn't changing anything. If we have to hear, I promise you, I will I will lose my mind. If we see another report come out, if we see another another article come out about the front office that apparently sources say the front office says, oh, well, they think that if Jalen Duran comes back, things will change. They're going to be patient. They, they think Jalen Duran. If I see something like that, I kid you not, I swear to God, I will lose my mind on this podcast, and I will set fire to every damn thing possible that I can do. Jalen Duran being down is not an excuse for what's about to happen to this team, which I think could possibly be 16 more games in a row. That is not an excuse for what's coming. That's not an excuse for what has happened. Boyan's not an excuse for what has happened. This team is bad. And I've said this to you guys now multiple times. In three to four years, 
I can 100% see multiple players on this team being role players for another team down the line. In like four years, I can see Stu being a role player for whatever team. I can see Killian Hayes being a role player for whatever team. Isaiah Livers, Marcus, like I can see these guys being role players for another team down the line. I, I don't think they that these young that the, the, all these young players on their team are non NBA players in the future. I think they are. I think they are going to be NBA players and role players for teams. But this roster has been put together terribly. Not just the players are bad. I don't think the players are specifically that bad. I don't think they're great. They shouldn't be worst team in the NBA 18 in a row, but it's because of the construction. These pieces all put together do not work. I said this before the year. You guys remember. I said, they said they added spacing, but did they really? A lot of these guys, I don't think will play. And if you do play them, what about defense? Because you didn't add defense either. I don't, they, I said, I was telling everyone this in the offseason, but even I could not comprehend, even think of this happening. This is terrible. And Jalen Duran going down, we pray and hope that he comes back healthy and that he is okay and it's not as bad as it is. But no matter what the result is, him going down is not an excuse for what's about to be coming for the Pistons. And we, I, bro, bro, bro. I swear to God, there's no way they would have the gall. There's no way this organization would have the gall to then come out and give us another report that says, well, you know, we expect that when Jalen Duran gets back healthy and everyone, Monte Morris gets back healthy in a few months and Duran with them, and both, maybe then we'll be, then we can evaluate the team. I swear to God, bro, there's no way. There, I, no, there's no way they have the gall to say that to anybody. If I hear it, um, I will, bro. Oh my God, I I can't, like, this is, there's no longer, last thing I'll say, please stop acting like this isn't as bad as it is. This is bad. This is historically bad. This is embarrassing bad. The Pistons are the black eye of the NBA right now. This is a team, a franchise that has three NBA championships. This, they are the black eye of the NBA right now. NBA fan bases are making fun of the Pistons. NBA, just basketball fans are wondering what the hell is the Pistons. The Pistons are the black eye of the NBA, and it's not getting better. Stop acting like this isn't as bad as it is because it's horrifically bad, and changes need to happen. This is embarrassing. The Pistons are not these other I'm not going to name names and, and, and throw shots, but the Pistons are not these other franchises who don't have a history. They don't have championship. They don't have culture. This is a proud franchise. They have three NBA championships. This is not what the Pistons... Like, this is this can't be accepted. This is not what Detroit is. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. When we come back, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Like I'm, I'm. I, we'll see what happens when we come back. I, I, I might be surprised in what happens when we comes back. I, I don't know anymore. Let me tell you guys about one of our sponsors, man. Price Picks. You guys know it, man. Price Picks is the best daily fantasy option out there. I absolutely love Price Picks. It's very simple, self-explanatory, and has every possible sport on there, even esports on this daily fantasy sports app. You might be asking me, how do you use it? You simply pick more or less than two to six players on their Price Picks projection, more on their points, less on their points, stuff like that. Very self-explanatory on this app. 
And one of the best things about Price Picks that I love, along with the fact that it's a daily fantasy option that's very self-explanatory and has every, every, every sport you can think of, Price Picks has a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. You can also have cross-sports entries like Football with basketball, basketball with hockey, all kinds of stuff like that. Price Picks is absolutely amazing. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. I, on, the, on the screen for the YouTube audience, on the side, for this third segment, I have it labeled, What is Going On? I don't even know like where I was going to go with that because I had so many things in my head that I just wanted to talk about and it was impossible for me to like put it into one like sentence. So I just put what is going on. So we might go all over the place here. The way they're using Jane Ivy is contributing to the Pistons losing. I don't understand why they're using Jane Ivy like this. I've tried to find every reasonable, um, you know, ex- uh, reason and, and excuse or idea behind it. But at this point, it makes, there's nothing to, I, I don't, it makes no sense. It, the only three guys that should be playing for the Pistons are Killian Hayes, Kay Cunningham, and Jane Ivey. Those are the only three that should be playing. They all should be playing 30 plus minutes. And Jane Ivey should not be playing 24 minutes. He should not be only having eight shots. Like, I, I, I don't understand. I, that's number, like, I, I don't know why Jane Ivey is being used like this. It doesn't make any sense at this point. It's not if it was contributing to the Pistons winning, then okay, then you could excuse it away like, hey, they're winning games. God deal with it. But they're on a historic losing pace, and you're doing this. It doesn't make any sense. That's one. Next thing, we need the Pistons fan base, the Pistons community. Either one. Change needs to happen in somewhere immediately, not in a few weeks, immediately, or I actually know it fair enough, December 15th, because that's when free agents can be traded. So uh, December 15th, 12.01 a.m., changes need to be made, or actually not even or, and. I, 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 we might need to put and with this. If you want to put or, sure, but it might be and. They need to hear from the front office and ownership. I, the, they, there's no hiding behind this. I, I, I ain't trying to see people hide behind it. Confront the media, confront this, and talk and tell everyone what's going on. Talk about this. Because at the last season, you sent a letter out to the fan base saying, we have so much cap space. We can make moves this offseason. This was not a season that we expected. This isn't the Detroit Pistons culture. This isn't what we expect. We will be better next year. And you're worse this year. You're the black eye of the NBA. No one wants to get another two-paragraph letter full of PRBS at the end of this season. Come out and tell the business community and face the media what's going on and answer questions about what's happening here. That's what's going on. That's what needs to happen. That 100% needs to happen. 
I just I just saw that. I just saw this quote from Monty while I'm recording. I recorded this. I went straight into the recording, so I, w- I didn't have a chance to wait for the, 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 you know, the after interview, whatever. I saw this quote from Monty. James Edwards just tweeted this out. He says he was asked about having to have com- tough convos with some bench guys about, and leaning more on their starters. He said, quote, yeah, for sure. We can't keep, you know, you don't want to put it all on the bench, but we haven't been able to get the production for the bench to not let the starters dig out. He also says, he needs to use Ivy more, maybe lower the minutes of guys he's playing. It should not have taken until December 6th to say that. And even with him saying, I'm not going to believe it till we see it. Like I just said, Alec Burks and Marcus Sasser should not be seeing the floor. That's 22 minutes that should be divided up between Cade, Killian, and Ivy. All of them should be playing 30 minutes. James Wiseman played 8 minutes. He sh- I don't think he should be playing. If you're not going to play Bagley, Wiseman shouldn't be playing. You should just go down to an 8-man rotation. So about Stu and... Actually, now you can't. Actually, I take that back. You can't now. You absolutely can't because now Duran's out. Duran's going to be out and you have to play a center now. And you're going to need a backup. For- oh, my God. Okay. I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't even like... I, I Like, we talked about Duran's injury, but it didn't even hit me. They're like, this is the result now. So now... Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's say cut down to a 9-man rotation then. Start whoever you want with Stu. I'd just start Stu at the 5 at this point now. Uh, I... And start, I'd start Stu at the five and go Killian, Ivy, Cade, and Boyan. Like, that's what I think needs to happen. Those three guards need to play 30 minutes. Stagger them with the bench to where you have a point guard on the floor at all times with one of them. Don't play Burks or Sasser. And then Thompson and Livers are the only other ones that get minutes. Only other ones. That's all I've got. Like, that's that's what you got to do. But it shouldn't have taken until December 6th for this to be a realization that Jay and Ivy needs to play more. Last thing, we'll leave this off with this. I, I, I'm scrolling through all the quotes now from the beat, beat writers because I, I wasn't able to. Um, I, I just want to read this quote, and then we'll wrap up the podcast. Stu, on if there's anger and urgency. This is from Amari Sankofa. Stu says, quote, it's tough to say right now. Just being honest with what we're going through and what we're up against, that's a hard one to answer. We're just facing adversity, and it's tough. For many of us, it's the hardest thing we've ever faced in our lives. Well, I'm I'm personally happy that we're not getting the we're close and you know it's it, we're almost there. We can feel it. Like I'm happy that we haven't heard that because you're not. It is what it is. Well, I, I'll see you guys. Like I'll see you guys at the next game, man. Like I I. I'm not going to, I can't, I no longer, for my own mental health, I do not want to sit on you and just keep screaming about this team. We've talked about everything we need to talk about. There's nothing else to say. Nothing else to say. That's all I've got for you guys, man. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free to available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Till next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. And go Pistons. Peace out.